This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Pat Benson. I'm here with my co-host, main man, EP, Colin Madden. Colin, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. We're getting closer and closer to the season. I know, for me, it's basically here at this point yeah. because, you know, Media Day was this past Monday. We're recording a little bit later than usual. We wanted to make sure we included everything. And as always, Media Day is it gives us some legitimately... Uh, good topics to dis- to discuss it also gives us plenty of silly stuff to cover as well yep. and as always we'll have plenty of uh a plenty of a uh healthy balance of both for both of these uh topics so i'm excited um you brought up an interesting point while we were warming up and we we're talking before this you would like to see nba media day spread out like i think basically two teams held had their day last week and then like the other the rest of the league was held on Monday. You Would you prefer it be like stretched out over a week or what were you thinking? Yeah, I don't know that I have an exact, hey, it should be like this, but I just think that it went very under the radar being on a, a Monday during football season and right as baseball is getting going to the playoffs. Like, yeah, that's kind of when your timing is going to be, but you don't need to have it. Like Monday is overreaction Monday in the sports business. Like everyone's going to react to what happened on the weekend. They're not going to look forward to, you know, the event that Monday. I just feel like they could have gotten a lot more attention and use out of it. Just either a different timing, spread them out, either mm-hmm. maybe a little televised action, you know, something. It needs a little you're more sure. spice. I didn't even think about the fact that it was on a Monday morning. Like, yeah. you're you're That's not going to win that battle against uh, the NFL or Taylor Swift or college yeah. football or Major League Baseball playoffs. Like, they should have picked any other day. And and additionally, probably spread it out over a couple of days because it's like the shotgun blast of information. And it's like, whoa, like I'm trying to keep up with what Stephen Curry and the Warriors are doing over here. And there's LeBron and then there's Trey and the Hawks. Yep. And you're just kind of spread out all over the place. And it's like when you throw a bunch of tennis balls at like one dog, like the mm-hmm. dog doesn't know which one to go at. And that's what I felt like. I was very overstimulated. So, yeah, I agree. Um, it They televised bits and pieces of it on NBA yeah. TV. But still, again, it's just kind of like a shotgun blast of information. And honestly, at the end of the day, we all just focused on Jimmy Butler's hair and his yep. new emo style. So, like, I, you know, we, we, it's tough. It's tough to focus on so many different things. But um, overall, the Hawks always do a good job. I, I think that they do a good job of making their players and uh, front office coaches available to the media. And uh, yeah, let's just start off at the top. Let's talk about Landry Fields. Obviously, he was questioned a lot about uh, the trades or lack thereof this this offseason. He talked a little bit about John Collins, the Pascal Siakam trade that never came to fruition. Nothing, nothing unexpected. You know, just basically some some coach talk and like, yep. hey, we're always, you know, keeping our options open, and you know, that's the nature of the league. So nothing really crazy coming from Landry Fields and his media availability. 
Yeah, classic GM talk, just didn't really say mm-hmm. anything and didn't really put himself in a situation where, hey, that door's closed. Hey, that door's still open. You know, he kind of just treaded water up there, which, you know, that's kind of what you want from your GM in a way. Yeah, for sure. Play your cards close. And yeah. I don't want him out there like talking reckless. Yeah. Like, you know, that that's his job. That's fine. And uh, I think he does a good job of, you know, playing his cards close while also uh, being somewhat honest with the media. Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, never... Um, you know, that secretive or, you know, that like, he doesn't play dumb and we'll cover some, some silly answers later. And then, so yeah, he kind of, one more yeah. thing on, yeah. uh, on Landry, he kind of speaks at that same level. Like he's not talking down at all. Like yes. he's very much yes. having a conversation with the media members, which I can appreciate. Yeah. That's an, that's an excellent way of putting Like I've, I've spoken with him a few times and he is like on your level. He's not talking mm-hmm. down to you like an idiot or anything like that. So that's definitely something that's greatly appreciated. And uh, then straight from there, as everybody knows who has ever been there or watched it, then they go straight to the uh, the head coach and then the players. Next up, we have Quinn Snyder. I like how it's always giving first day of school vibes for everybody, like fresh haircut, fresh uniforms, mm-hmm. fresh shoes. And then Quinn Snyder looks like he hasn't slept since April. He looks like just an exhausted Gotham City detective who's trying to figure out Batman's real identity. And it was just like, it was totally on brand for him. He looked disheveled tired and that's how i want that's how i want quinn snyder that's when he's at his best when he's like sweaty and angry and so i loved it yeah he looks like he was just chasing batman for a couple months do you think he's still living out of a suitcase in a hotel like he was for the first few months of him as coach to finish out the season i'd say he's probably got himself a nice little place what part of town do you think he lives in gotta be brookhaven or buckhead gotta be okay yeah yeah for sure for sure so yeah you know snyder always always good for a good quote he uh, was basically talking about, yeah, it's like going to be a lot of internal development this year because obviously the roster didn't change much other than mm-hmm. maybe like if you want to say addition by subtraction with John Collins, but I kind of feel like that's subtraction by subtraction. But as expected, you know, he's talking about like, you know, system and growth and that sort of thing. So really not a whole lot he can he can say about like major changes this offseason. It's his first full offseason as coach. So really kind of what you would expect. Yeah, I didn't get too much out of Quinn, to be honest. I guess he uh, just kind of came up there and did his thing and said, like, all right, it's time to get to practice. That's all he really cares about, it seems like. We're talking about how Landry doesn't talk to you like an idiot. Like, Quinn doesn't talk to you like an idiot, but at the same time, don't ask him a dumb yeah, question no. because you will, you yourself will feel like an idiot. I'm ready for like the one time this year, early in the season when, you know, a newer reporter decides to ask him something and he just goes off. I can't wait to see him just roast someone. It kind of happened. I don't want to say he went off on him last to you? year. No, no, not me. I don't <laughs> I, like, I barely ask questions because it's like, sometimes it's better to not uh, open your mouth and let people think you're dumb than mm-hmm. to open your mouth and remove all doubt in the room. And last yeah. year, one reporter asked him a question, I think was just like trying to get a soundbite mm-hmm. and like Quinn, like quickly pressed him on like his knowledge, like his ball knowledge and was quickly exposed in front of the entire media room. And it was in the most polite way. And it was just like, oh, okay, yeah. No, this dude's forgotten more like X's and O's. So I don't think I'm going to like ask him anything about his in-game strategy. Like he knows his stuff. Yeah, he's not going to like roast you to death. He's just yeah. going to like mind game you. You know, like, oh, yeah. you do think you know what you're talking about. Yeah, let me you. ask you this question. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. So anyway, got to love it. And um, so yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy from Quinn. There's nope. no drama, of course. So that's all good. Um, I do like, this is very important to me. He was wearing a uh, button-down shirt and a blazer. 
first time we haven't seen a coach yeah exactly we're back baby first time we haven't seen a coach wearing like a quarter squeezing into a quarter zip i know and and, you know i maybe he i'm really disappointed in the media if they didn't ask this maybe he's gonna wear a suit on the sidelines this season what do you think is this like is this breaking news dude that would be so awesome to see him out there in a suit and a tie i I am over the quarter zip thing i am over that it's it's just what are we playing golf what are we doing i don't understand that's it. That's it. And I get it. Like quarter zips are so easy to wear. Like if you catch me on public, I'm usually wearing one, but I'm really afraid this is going to be like the, um, the, um, big collars, of the 1970s fashion mm. staple that we look back at, but like, man, we went way too heavy into those. Like the members only jacket in the 1980s. It's just, I'm afraid it's going to be something that gets dated pretty quickly. So anyway, shout out to Quinn Snyder for uh, his blazer. And uh, that's my, um, that wraps up my <laughs> assessment of his media availability. Uh, going into the players, um, of course, Trey Young uh, is always, is brutally honest. I liked how he was talking about, you know, how he had been disrespected. And if you didn't think so, basically you have not been paying attention. I totally agreed with everything he said. Yeah, Trey's the best, man. He's so good at talking to the media. He's just getting better and better each year. Um mm-hmm. You can just tell he's been working really hard this season or this offseason and, you know, really just focusing on the team. Um, I think at this point in his life, all he cares about is succeeding in basketball and his family. And that's really it. Yeah, that's it. I think that's an excellent uh, way of breaking it down. Two things, basketball and family. That's where he's at. And that's where you want your star player face of the franchise yep. to be at mentally. So, um, yeah, uh, that that was really cool. Always good to see Trey and um you know, maybe I'm just like a proud parent who's like, hey, my son's getting taller, but man, maybe Trey's bulking up. Like every time yeah. I see him each year, I'm like, he added a little bit of muscle. Top five point guard defender now? Oh, for sure. No doubt. No right. doubt. So yeah, maybe I'm just like being a like wishful thinking. I don't know. But every time I see him after a long off season, I'm like, hey, he looks a little, little bit more muscular. Yeah, a little bit. I'll give you a little bit there. Okay. All right. Good deal. I'll take it. DeJounte Murray was like play in tournament is absolutely not an option, but you know, this, he says this like the day after the Milwaukee bucks got a lot better through the Damian Lillard trade and the East coast, the Eastern conference is going to be rugged. Mm -hmm. Like hopefully they're right. Hopefully playing tournaments, not an option, but man, I don't see this team not not because of really any fault of their own, just because the conference is better. I don't see them being a top six seed. Like, and we'll get really? into season predictions and stuff, but like that's a pretty lofty goal, I think, given the current landscape of the Eastern Conference. So I've had this conversation with Matt Chernoff a little bit, uh, you know, just in between segments during Chuck and Chernoff. And I feel like the East, other than obviously Milwaukee Boston. Mm-hmm. is pretty open past that. Yes, the Sixers are a veteran team, so they're going to have a good regular season record just because, mm-hmm. you know, Embiid's going to make sure that happens. But I'm not worried about the Sixers in the playoffs. And other than that, like, it's kind of just like we we can be on the same level as those other teams, you know. It's really just those three above, you know, as far as regular season standings. And then we can we're in that next tier, so we just got to get to the top of that tier, in my opinion. Yeah, we're in the middle class. Like, I'm looking at last year's standings. Obviously, I think the Brooklyn Nets will fall out of the top yep. six. Uh, the Knicks, you never know. They're kind of erratic. Mm-hmm. And then 76ers, they're dealing with James Harden's uh, issue that's going to play out into the season. I think it's going to be a complete repeat of the Ben Simmons drama yep. uh, from a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it. I guess it's possible. 
I'm not thinking we're going to be at the top. We're not going to be in the upper class of the Eastern Conference. I think, like you said, we'll be in the mix. Or it's kind of the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll see. You're a little bit more optimistic than I am. Oh, and, I am. Uh, okay, good. All right, good. One of us has to be optimistic. And I like that it's you and it's DeJounte. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad we got some alphas in the room between oh, you yeah. two. So, uh, yeah, so that was exciting. Uh, moving along. Uh I like how I like DeAndre Hunter's quote. I think it made its rounds about obviously he was trolling. He's like, he was yeah, joking, right? On. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely joking. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Uh, what have you worked on this offseason? Nothing. Yeah, he didn't play. He he definitely played basketball this offseason. We're sure, right? Yeah, you know, we say we well, we've given up on the analogy of baby Kawhi because DeAndre is not going to be the player that Kawhi Leonard was. But man, when it comes to like speaking with the media, he is baby <laughs> Kawhi. He's got that part down. He's got the same giggle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And also, he's just like going to play, um, you know, just uh, play country dumb. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I remember last year, like, they were asking him about a trade. It was the Sadiq Bay trade. Mm -hmm. And it was like kind of like held up because of an undisclosed injury. And we're like, what do you think about that? He's like, I don't know. I haven't been following it. It's like, really, bro? It's the NBA trade deadline. You haven't been, and it involves like, your position like you haven't been following it and then like at that point i realized oh he's not going to give us anything to work with yeah i think he's just gonna become that player which is fine you know he's just soft-spoken with the media it's totally fine let's just yeah, yeah, need to sure. see some more consistency out of him this year man need yeah to. for sure it's what's on the court that matters and sometimes i wonder i'm like if i were rich and famous how would i react i'd probably be more like deandre and less like trey just because like some days, like my, my Twitter mentions and Twitter replies are just insane. And I and I have like a, a tiny, tiny amount of followers. I couldn't imagine what it's like if you're on that level. I'd probably yeah. be pretty uh, shut off to the media as well. So I get it. And like you said, it's what's on the court that matters. So um, let's see. Uh, moving on along uh, all the way from Salt Lake City, John Collins had to dunk on us one last time. Uh, it, it's not going to be one last time. Okay, you're right. It's probably going to be. It's going to keep happening. Yeah, like, so one, he said he had the Hawks game circled on his calendar. That's to be expected, of yeah, course. so of do we. Course. Yeah, exactly. And then also he said, um, I'd say one thing that has surprised me is the lack of ego here. Yeah. So take that how you want. I don't think he's naturally implying that there's ego in Atlanta. I think he's like, hey, there's no ego here. Because they suck. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The, they they're um, okay but like still yeah they didn't make the playoffs or the play in last year i think they kind of exceeded some expectations mm -hmm. i think john collins is going to help kind of expedite. market is nice yeah they're time yeah yeah i think they'll be in the play in western conference play in or at least in the mix uh next year so obviously a lot of people took that and ran with it yep. i didn't think it was anything too crazy no i didn't either so what what other points uh from media day stood out to you um, I didn't really have anything else from media day per se, just a mm -hmm. couple of things across the NBA. I wanted Let's to hint it. at, um, we got a, you know, shout out Lauren Jabara. She did an mm -hmm. absolutely incredible job with Bally and TV coverage. Uh, she's moving on, I think to NBA TV is what it sounds like. So, you know, she'll still be around the NBA. Big and... shout out to LJ, super talented, super hardworking. Totally. So couldn't happen to a better person. And like, the sky is the limit for her. And I like how somebody posted a picture of her interviewing Kevin Herter at Kings media day, mm -hmm. just like pain, just pain yeah. all around for <laughs> Hawks fans. So yeah, I mean, hate to see LJ go, but she is uh, super talented and she's going on to bigger and better things. So shout out to shout out to Lauren. 
yeah, the reporter Tabitha is going to be replacing her. I know that some people around the station know her, so I'm sure she's yeah, doing a great job. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't just get that. You don't fall into that nope. position. You no, have no, to no. work your butt off for like a decade at least to get that. So uh, no that's, doubt, that's really cool. So Lauren will be missed. Moving on to another ex-Hawk departing ways. Tyrese Martin signs a one-year deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not sure if you saw that, but. You know, I guess we, uh, I, it looks like he got a real deal. He got a one-year deal. So, you know, we weren't going to compete with that at all. Yeah, really. Shout out to Tyrese. Uh, he I earned liked, it, man. Yeah, exactly. I liked him. He just um, came in and I had this great summer league the year before this past summer. And, you know, I really wanted to see more of him. But again, it's just like, you're not going to crack the rotation behind Trey and DeJounte. Oh. And last year it was um, like, we had like the holiday bros. And it's just, uh he wasn't ever going to see the court much. So I'm glad to see him. Hopefully he uh, does um, gets a little bit more time. Totally. Yeah. And the fact that we saw Patty and Wesley Matthews, you know, they're both at media days, both looked like they were ready to be a part of the team. So that's even more, you know, backlog in the guard room. That's going to, you know, be fighting for some playing time. For sure. And I liked how um, our other players bragged on them for their veteran leadership. They, no doubt. Um, it's going to be awesome. I, I forgot who I think uh, Trey compared Wes to solomon hill so mm -hmm. um, i think uh, that was another quote that went around so it's cool that that's what they're there for at this point is to provide some veteran leadership which i think the team has really lacked like that's yep. been one of the main things this team has lacked over the past several years we've had the occasional um solomon hill the occasional lou williams um rondo, R rondo was here for a cup of coffee but really not a whole lot it's still been like a uh, painfully young yeah. roster. We haven't really replaced Lou Williams in that way that he just really provided. Yeah, for sure. I know Trey loved Lou. So he, mm -hmm. I think he named him as like one of his all time favorite vets. Totally. So, uh, yeah, for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Even if they don't uh, play a whole lot, we just need them in the locker room. So yeah, that was, that was really great. And that was really exciting. Quickly touching on the national news. Yeah. Drew holiday goes to the, to the Celtics for Brogdon and some picks. Could we, could, we could offer something like that. Yeah, probably. I think our draft capital is pretty low at this point. Like we'd be really financing the future. Yeah. You know, it would really be, be mortgaging the future a lot. But yeah, I was underwhelmed by some like of these Like he didn't go packages. for much. I, I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah, I, I am too. Um, you know, I was, I was underwhelmed by some of the trade packages as well. That was some of the things that were popping up in my Applies were like, bro, we paid way more for DeJounte Murray than That's some of the than some of these trades that went down. But hopefully it helps know, the Siakam market a little bit. Oh, for sure. It makes me feel better that we didn't pull the uh trigger on totally. trading for Siakam because we would have really have overpaid. So let's just maintain some flexibility. Let's wait for the next star to get become disgruntled around the league or you know, just hop in at the right time. Like we saw what happened with Durant and the Suns. Like it no didn't doubt. look like he was going there, but they were just ready and available at that time and bada bing bada boom it happened yep. last year so yeah i agree i agree with the options open cool that's what i For got sure here. so um yeah other than that media day wraps up then the team goes out to dinner right? that's usually part of like the big tradition and then training training camp starts the next day they've had their first practice i believe everybody's healthy i don't yep. know of any um, outstanding injuries which is nice we've touched on before how important it is that bogey and deandre hunter and all these guys have had healthy off seasons to uh, put in the work so uh yeah overall i think we're off to a solid start and uh no no drama which is good no drama at the moment let's go exactly, exactly. 
Yeah, for sure. And preseason games are right around the corner. We got a lot to cover this upcoming uh, season, so I'm excited. Hell yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, all right. Shout out to our listeners. We really appreciate y'all. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. And we'll be back next week with another episode. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.